Now, the Wealth Protection Diva is a successful entrepreneur, business owner, and premier business strategist, president and CEO of Sage International Incorporated, and a national speaker, best-selling author, and motivational teacher of financial education, business development, and wealth protection strategies, the joys and frustrations of being a business owner. Her insights are motivating. Her frankness inspiring. Here is Sherry Hill. As young children, we were full of life, always playing or running around with our friends. We would turn from one activity to another with endless enthusiasm. Games of hide-and-seek were an opportunity for unlimited imagination, exploration, and curiosity. It seemed we never got bored or tired of whatever we were doing in the moment. For the most part, our childhoods were an endless series of positive feelings, joy, laughter, curiosity, surprise, confidence, and adventure. We had not yet learned to worry, to hold grudges, or to have regrets about the past. As adults, we got busy and grew serious, analytical, stressed, depressed, and unimaginative. And now, our obsession with speed has caused us to become increasingly impatient and agitated. If our computer takes longer than a few seconds to boot up, we're annoyed. If that fast food restaurant isn't serving us fast enough, we become impatient and wonder, what's going on? Between work, play, family, and friends, most of us feel like we're speeding along at 100 miles an hour. Our lives are full, yet we don't feel fulfilled. My wonderful guest today is Megan McIntosh, Ph.D. She is a former university professor and classroom teacher and currently a coach, author, and workshop leader through her company, Emphasis on Excellence, Inc., where she loves to work with people who are overwhelmed and would prefer to be overjoyed instead. Welcome, Megan. Thank you, Sherry. Very glad to be here. I'm thrilled you're here. And of course, your whole emphasis on excellence really relates to how we as human beings are playing in the world today. So give us a little history about that and why you chose this path to help people really move out of all that chaos and stuff that we experience. I chose the path because I needed it. That's why. And I tell people I didn't just pop out of the womb nicely organized, all peaceful. Um, I mean, my mom always says, you were busy from the time you were born. And the people I tend to hang out with are very bright, very creative, working hard, want to make a contribution. And that would be, I think, also me. And yet we can be going like the 100 miles an hour and we actually deplete and ourselves and dilute our impact on this. So I started learning ideas for myself. And then all of a sudden people said, would you come and teach us or could you help me with this? Yeah. Well, you come out of the, you know, academia, right? And Mm -hmm. so as anyone knows, you know, from the teacher side of the world, there's a lot of juggling going on. And so a huge part of who you really help and you fly all over the country universities invite you and lots of um, different organizations because you have this method or way that you're really able to help people understand, you know, how can you do it all or maybe you don't need to do it all. 
Yeah, and that's <laughs> exactly. And so we need to give up give up that whole idea. It's one of the things I tell people that a phrase that needs to completely drop out of people's vocabulary is, I'm going to get caught up. And I just tell people, oh, forget that. Um, it isn't going to happen. I, I'm not telling people that so that they're depressed, but rather so that you use a phrase or you have a mindset that ends up actually being possible because we hate it if we have, let's say, a three-day weekend and we think, okay, this weekend I'm going to get caught up. No one ever gets caught up. And so just quit saying that. Instead say, you know, I'm going to pick one or two things that matter the most and I'm going to get this, this, and this done. And then if we get anything else done, it's sort of gravy. But we for sure got... Some We made some progress so we can feel good about that instead of the self-flagellation that ends up uh, not helping anybody feel right. overjoyed. I, I started years ago. I don't know if I learned it from you, but it had to have been somewhere around that time. But really, um, an unto-do list. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, I don't need a whole long list of stuff. Just like you, it's okay. If I get this one thing done... I'm going to feel great Mm -hmm. because life is more than working off a to-do list. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I think any any kind of a list that people make, it needs to include personal and professional. And I think sometimes people lose sight. Usually more people lose sight of the personal and then they wonder why their health has gone down the tubes or their relationships or their house is a fright. But they just um, were named, you know, received some awards. So we want to still get awards and and accomplish all sorts of things professionally. And yet, it's really nice if there's somebody else who is rooting for you and they care about you. And whether it's a child or a, a partner or a best friend or anything like that. Right. Well, that's one of the things I look at is it always cracks me up because I'll run into people and it's like, how you know? Oh, oh, busy, busy, busy. And it's like, okay, well, that's great, but how you feeling? You know, oh, you look stressed. You, you're not, you know, are you having a good time? Are you having some fun? Mm-hmm. And most can't answer yes because we get all this caught up in, like you said, trying to get caught up. Yeah. And what are we trying to get caught up for? What happened? What would happen if someone who's so overwhelmed actually got caught up? What would happen? I think that'd be the end. <laughs> they die. <laughs> I, think, right? I think they'd just fall over. Yeah. And because you're I mean, I don't think most people ask themselves that question. Why are you trying to get caught up? And and so I think that with the busy uh, there's so much pressure or um, it becomes a culture of telling people all the things that you're doing, all the places you're going, how far behind you are, how late you stayed up. Uh, what medication you're having to take in order to stay energized. And um, turns out that's not, if you stop long enough and think about it, that really isn't what we're on the earth for. And so I think if people would stop and take a look, figure out, wow, this, this isn't the way I want my life to be. And what am I going to need to do in order to make my life more what I want to be. And I tell people, I'm a big fan of work. Yes. So I was raised <laughs> I was raised with a strong work ethic. And there are some people that I work with and say very specifically, I actually don't think your job is possible in 40 hours a week. 
And and I'm okay with that, but it, it depends on whether you are or not. But what we want to make sure that we're doing is whatever amount of time that we are, quote, working, that it's productive. And it's not just little silly, dumb things that you think, why am I doing this? And I stayed at the office three extra hours for this? Um, that, I think, causes people to lose heart and their morale goes down and their overall productivity, and then they just get locked up, and then nothing happens. So none of us have benefited. All right. This is Sherry Hill. You're listening to The Sherry Hill Show with guest Megan McIntosh, who is the principal of Emphasis on Excellence, Inc. And I do encourage you to go out and look at her website because you've got all these totally awesome different programs and the one we're kind of talking about today is the one, what do you call it? Just, Just Whelmed. Yes. <laughs> because, you know, you work in a world where people are reaching out to you. You're a coach and all that because they are overwhelmed. And you're able to then help people do what? Some of it is to stop long enough to even figure out what's working and what's not. Um, because generally, by the time people reach out to me, it's because they they feel like all is lost. And and so then what we've got to do is figure out, okay, well, it turns out there are a bunch of things that you have done that have worked well. Let's look at those. And sometimes people forget something that they used to do. It, it just sort of gets pushed out of the way, and we might need to bring that back. Um, but in other cases, we have to look at specific strategies for what people need to put into place in order to start to create a different kind of life um, where there is more joy and more happiness and more satisfaction and I think more contribution. Right. And sometimes you work with people, I'm sure, that they, they've they reached, they're so far gone because they've, they've carried all this mm-hmm. overwhelmness, right? And yet I know you have tremendous results, because people keep bringing you back to speak and mm-hmm. teach and help and really make sure that people know, guess what? It doesn't, it doesn't have to be like this. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be hard. I mean, I think that's one of the things that I'm not – when I go in and do a workshop or if I'm working with somebody um, in a one-on-one or small group coaching situation, often I'm bringing up something that makes good sense. Um, it's a sensible sort of strategy. It's not some convoluted 3,000 different steps. It's not that. It's just one small thing, and it it works. So we don't need to be looking for something that's more difficult. Um, one example of that would be with all the apps and the different possibilities that we have on our computers. Well, it turns out if that app, which is so cool, is... Too, com- too complex. I mean, it just has way too many steps. And you think, you know, whatever happened to an index card for writing something down? And I think, well, heck yes, if an index card works, get an index card. You don't need an app for that just because there is an app available. I still have a flip calendar on my desk, and that's where I put all my stuff. Yeah. Because, again, I I try and be somewhat unplugged. And as you can tell, I'm pretty much a calm person. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not calm. stressed out, but you know, it's like I an energized, calm person. Yes, but it's it's all for me. It's all about simplicity, right? 
And I can remember years ago, you and I, I had you on as my uh, teleseminar guest when I was doing the Sage Advisors teleseminar. And, and we were actually talking about desk, your desk and uh-huh. your real estate. And it was so funny because way back then, I was not as organized in my desk area, my drawers, right? Mm-hmm. Talk about that for just a moment. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's our, our, our physical environment, our productive environment. Um, I was actually just writing about this this morning. I try to write one to two hours a day. And so I was writing this morning specifically about uh, how people need to when they're ready to walk into their office in the morning or they come back from a meeting, you don't want to walk back into your office and immediately think, oh, I got to leave. And I think a lot of times people don't realize when they walk into their space, and this could also include their home, if you walk into your space and it's a mess, it's cluttered, things are every which way, all of them are calling out to you and saying, hello, hello, you need to do me, or what about me, how come this isn't put away? And and we feel the stress, and we're usually not aware of it until all of a sudden it's not that way. And so that's where it's always, if I am working with somebody related to their workspace, I say, you'll believe me once we have it this way. I can't convince you ahead of time because you think, oh, no, it's not actually that bad. I know where everything is. I know where everything is, and (laughs) it's always been this way, and I've been fine. I understand that, and I promise you, let's try it and see what a difference it makes. And it's way more calming to walk in and think, oh, and to have open space. I think all of us need more open space. We need more mental open space, more emotional open space, and we need more physical open space because of the energy that is required just to get on through our day. We've got to have space to think about things and consider possibilities. Awesome. We've got to go to break. We come back. I'm going to pick up with Megan McIntosh, and we're just talking about good stuff that's going to help you be way more organized, productive, and enjoying life. Stick with us. This is Sandra Yancey from Dallas, Texas. You are listening to The Sherry Hill Show. Sherry Hill is important to me because she's a business rock star, a woman clear about who she is and what she wants to do and is making it happen. Sherry Hill is the wealth protection diva. Sage International Incorporated sparks and fuels the entrepreneurial spirit by providing the strategies, information, education, tools, resources, and ongoing support services that will lay a solid foundation under a business owner's dream. If you're thinking of starting a business and you're not sure where to begin, Sage International Incorporated offers a free 30-minute consultation. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779. Or visit sageintl.com. Welcome back to The Sherry Hill Show, doing everything possible to spark and fuel your entrepreneurial dreams. Now, here's your host, Sherry Hill. The law of correspondence says that your outer life tends to be a mirror image of your inner life. Everywhere you look, there you are. Everywhere you look, you see yourself reflected back. You do not see the world as it is, but as you are inside. If you want to change what is going on in the world around you, your relationships, results, and rewards, you have to change what is going on in the world inside you. 
Fortunately, this is the only part of your life over which you have complete control. Megan McIntosh, known as the PhD of Productivity, has designed a free series of weekly tips containing 10 realistic and practical ideas for getting control over the parts of chaos that are controllable. She believes that more is controllable than we think, and we need to be mindful in our management of whatever feels chaotic to us. By signing up for Keeping Chaos at Bay at keepingchaosatbay.com, you will receive free weekly tips and ideas that you can use. The ideas are a quick read and are intended to give you practical help for keeping the chaos in your professional and personal life at bay. Welcome, Megan. Thank you. So let's talk about that because, you know, it's we're still kind of in the, the first quarter of the new year and people, you know, want to get organized and, and accomplish goals and do things like that. And you spend a tremendous amount of time helping people keep their chaos at bay. So as a business owner, what are some of the things that maybe I'm not thinking about that you say, look, we're going to make this real easy for you to get more organized? Well, first is you got to clean out your head. Ah, yes, the inside of you. <laughs> That's right. So clean out your head. And we we need our brains to problem solve, to create, uh, to make decisions, to be thoughtful. We can't be doing all of that if we're also thinking, oh, yeah, I've got to be sure and pick this up, or I wonder if this would be a good idea, or the next step on this project is... Who turns out I need to hire someone. And we don't sleep well when that goes on, but we also don't function very well. And it's why a lot of people then are dealing with whatever is right in front of them, which may or may not actually be the most essential and key idea. So I tell people, you got to empty out your head. I call it, you know, doing a mind sweep. People talk about it as all kinds of different things, but you've got to just get out either paper index cards, open up a Word document, it doesn't matter, and start thinking, what are all the things I need to do? And I always tell people, you're going to feel worse before you feel better, because we delude ourselves when it's all in our head. As soon as we go ahead and get it all out, hmm, secret's out. (laughs) Uh, Oh, I got way, way too much. And th- But that's really part of the message. I cannot recommend that highly enough. Awesome. So first we start with cleaning out our head. Now once everything is down, we're visually, we can see it all, then what? Well, then I think people need to either find a good space in their office, go to a conference room, go to a library, go to a, a coffee shop where you don't see all your pals. It's got to be somewhere that you can really think through what all is on your list. And I always tell people that you have a complete, quote, a complete to-do or project list for now. And that changes instantaneously because we're always thinking of new ideas. We always have people uh, proposing a place we might go, something we might want to invest in, on and on. It just keeps being added and added. So once you find a space... You need to just sit and start to think about, okay, for example, 
what would I like to have happen this quarter? And I do think quarters are a good way to think about it. A year is too darn long. Um, people used to talk about five-year and 10-year plans. No, thank you. Ha, ha, ha. It's, <laughs> it's just not too much is changing too yeah. rapidly, I think, anymore for us to have much of a you know five- or 10-year so, plan. So we're saying a 90-day. Really, a 90-day. <laughs> yeah. And you can think about it. Okay, what would I like to be true at the end of this quarter that's not true now? And it depends on the person. It depends on the size of their team or what all else is going on. Probably only three, maybe four key projects. It doesn't mean you're not doing anything else. But what so often happens is we've uh, diluted our efforts. So nothing actually looks like it's moving forward. And where if we would just say, you know, this website by Jove is going to be updated and refreshed by the end of this quarter. I don't know what else is going to happen, but that for sure is going to happen because it's key to your business, for example. So in this process of writing things down, we're also, because we're trying to empty our mind. So it's not just all the business, it's also the personal side, Mm -hmm. right? So it's everything. Right. Okay. And people need to actually have conversations with the other people in their lives. And whether you need to have a family meeting, if people have, you know, several people in their family, or you need to talk with your spouse or partner and say, what, what all do you think we have going on? Or let's take a walk around our house. Oh, my. That will certainly bring, because you think, that doorknob, <laughs> I, I can't, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. It just hangs off there, and it's been hanging off there for a long time. It's been a toleration, as they talk about in coaching. So we need to figure out what are the things in the yard, the house, that we want to take care of, and maybe you would have a, a key one or two projects there rather than going through another whole summer where you think I don't I don't know if we really got anything done and you did it's just not evident and as human beings we really like to see evidence of our yard or our garage or paint or something this is Sherry Hill and I'm speaking with Megan McIntosh who is the PhD of productivity and the principal at emphasis on excellence inc When you're talking about, you know, the family meeting or certainly with your staff, because think about it, I'm emptying my mind. These are all the things that I want to get done. And then what throws us off track, especially if you have teenage kids or anybody, because they have their whole list and pretty soon their stuff's impeding upon your stuff. And that's part of where the frustration comes in. Because it's like, if I just had to do my list, the world would be perfect. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No. And so you do. You've got to bring in whoever it is that's part of your team. And and I'm using team very broadly. Um, I think we all have supporters. We have people who are part of our team. They may or may not be paid. They may or may not be related to us. And yet we think of them as part of our team. They need to be in on what's going on. And they And in many cases, they need to feel that they have input. So my key um, work team members I talk to them and have it very evident. These are our quarterly projects. We need to get these done. And certainly I talk to my husband about these things, my coaches. I talk to them about it and maybe my CPA, maybe Sage International, because it has something to do with uh, what you're doing for me. Who knows? But it can't just be where I'm aware and other people are not. 
And I also think there's a lot that has to happen as far as consistency, because sometimes, especially whether you're people are a small business owner or whatever position they have, we can end up getting in our own way. So right. we think we've set up a priority or a system, and pretty soon we're the one that's veering off. Our team was all for supporting us, and we veer off. And I think we need to give permission to people. So Margo, for example, my chief chief assistant, she has permission to say, um, Megan, remember the remember this, and or to say you're making this more complicated than you need to be. She has permission to say those sorts of things. She doesn't need to be afraid. Um, my husband certainly feels free. <laughs> he shares quite frequently, <laughs> doesn't right. he? That's right. But we need we need people in our lives who do that. Right. And and I think that, I mean, that's a, a valuable insight in and of itself. Because again, if, so step one is emptying our mind, getting everything, everything out on paper and really targeting and chunking it down into those 90 days. What are the one, two or three things max that need to get done? But if I don't share that and bring all those people to understand, well, what is their priority? What what are things that are going to inhibit us from accomplishing? Oh, you're going on a month vacation, assistant, and I didn't realize it, and my expectation was X. Yes, <laughs> yes. Okay. That's problematic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or you get the flu and the pneumonia, right. and pneumonia in a two-week period. It kind of throws a wrench in things. Yeah. Because life happens. Things it does. happen. So, all right. So now we, we prioritize, we've chunked it down, and certainly part of recognizing that, A, we are crossing those off our list. And again, things are always going to get added to the list. That's part of your message, too, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And Well, people need to have some kind of project management system. And I don't really care what they use. You know, people say, well, what do you recommend? Something that you'll use. That's what I recommend. (laughs) And I don't care if it's paper. I don't care if it's post-it notes on your wall. um, If it's one of the jillions of uh, cloud-based project management systems. I don't care. But pick something. Um, And if... If the online kind of thing drives you nuts or you're not going to stay consistent with it, then get off that track. If you really need a visual in your office, whether it's with post-it notes or chart paper or something like that, you don't need to apologize to anybody that it's old school. It works. Say, you know, it turns out actually I'm making progress on these things, so I think I'm good. Don't You don't need to recommend something else. But that, to me, is a, is a key aspect because, and I will tell people one system that does not work, project management by email. Eek. Um, <laughs> and I watch large organizations, none of which will be named, large organizations, and they wonder why their projects aren't moving forward. And it's because, let's say, there are 40 people in a unit all working on aspects of a very large project, and they're all emailing back and forth. Oh, well, I'm going to work on this. I'm going to do that. Hey, Bob, you probably should do this. Francesca, how about that? You can, With the sheer quantity of other emails and everything else that goes on, then people can't remember if, if things are done. They don't have any way of going back and checking. So if people say, no, no we're, handling, we're handling all our stuff just via email, mm, I'd, I'd beg to differ mm. about that. 
Stick with us. I'm having a fabulous and enlightening conversation with Megan McIntosh. Emphasis on excellence. This is Dan Pilla, author of How to Win Your Tax Audit. You are listening to The Sherry Hill Show. Sherry Hill is an important resource because she provides all the information small businesses need to succeed. Sage International Incorporated fosters the entrepreneurial spirit by first educating our clients. In fact, we wrote the best-selling book, Incorporate and Get Rich, as recommended by Robert Kiyosaki in his bestseller, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. For over 20 years, we've taught thousands of business owners, investors, professionals, and entrepreneurs how to properly structure their business and personal assets to avoid the three flaming arrows of challenge, income taxes, liability exposure, probate and death taxes. Call Sage International Incorporated at 1-800-254-5779 to set up a free 30-minute consultation. That's 1-800-254-5779. Sage International. Welcome back to the Sherry Hill Show, doing everything possible to spark and fuel your entrepreneurial dreams. Now, here's your host, Sherry Hill. One of the major reasons so many of us remain hurried, frightened, and competitive and continue to live life as if it were one giant emergency is our fear that if we were to become more peaceful and loving, we would suddenly stop achieving our goals. We would become lazy and apathetic. You can put that fear to rest by realizing that the opposite is actually true. Fearful, frantic thinking takes an enormous amount of energy and drains the creativity and motivation from our lives. When you are fearful or frantic, you literally immobilize yourself from your greatest potential, not to mention enjoyment. I have learned the important lesson. When you have inner peace, you are less distracted by your wants, needs, desires, and concerns. It's thus easier to concentrate, focus, achieve your goals, and to give back to others. Megan McIntosh, Ph.D., founded Emphasis on Excellence, Inc. in 1996, which serves individuals, associations, schools, universities, colleges, and companies through workshops, seminars, coaching, and consulting. Her company's purpose is to help those with whom we work to know, feel, dream, and do more and differently so that they are living the best and most productive lives possible and doing so with consciousness, clarity, and conviction. Welcome, Megan. Thank you. Very quickly, if somebody wanted to find emphasis on excellence and all the fabulous programs and workshops you do, what's a good website? Well, they could go to emphasisonexcellence.com. But that immediately points them to Megan.com with my funny spelling of Megan, M-E-G-G-I-N.com. And they can just poke around there and find all kinds of cool things. Awesome. So in our last segment, we were talking about the fact that, you know, we have we now understand that in, we, we first have to clear our mind. So we empty everything out. Now we pick our top things for the next 90 days. And you were going on about the fact that, you know, now it moves more into uh, project management because it's great to say this is what we're going to do. But if we don't do it or prioritize the to do, then what can happen? Mm -hmm. Well, nothing happens. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing happens. And plenty of people experience that. And they wonder why sometimes it's at the end of their career. They think, wow, there were some 
important things I wanted to do and I never did them. In other cases, people get to the end of another year or the end of whatever the cycle happens to be and they just think, wow, I can't believe I still haven't done anything. So we've got to take whatever we use for project management and part of that has to be a calendar. It's amazing that we all know what a calendar is. We've been familiar with calendars since we were little boys and little girls. And yet, we don't know how to use a calendar. I know I know. I used to be one of those people that would buy a new planner because I love paper. And I've, I've loved paper since I was a little girl. I think in my next life, I'll own an office supply store. <laughs> so I would buy new calendars. And really, they could have only printed January because by February, that had just gone off the rails. And so the fun of having a new calendar kind of ended quickly because I didn't actually know how to use it. I knew how to write in, you know, at 3 o'clock you have a hair appointment. I knew that part, but it was all the rest. So people need to use their calendar and actually be aware of what it's for. And it, it is a way, I think of especially like your monthly calendar, is you think about that as a storyboard for your month. How's your month going to flow? What kinds of things are in there? Are you traveling? And for some people, if they only looked at individual days, they wouldn't have a good sense of what was going on. But if they look at their month and they think, wow, almost two solid weeks, I'm out of town. That's more than I want to be out of town. But on, on individual days, they wouldn't necessarily have thought that much about it. So you need to take a look at What's going on? What do you want to have on there? And certainly you've got to to block in the time to work on things. Because turns out <laughs> it's, we can't just wait for time to open up. Well, but let's talk about that because I, I absolutely do that. I time block for work, right? Uh-huh. When there are things that I need to get done. Part of that is not just to go, okay, don't schedule anything else for me, but it forces my mind to go, oh, I'm going to work on the blog or the next video or whatever it is I have to work on, and now my mind is geared towards in that thinking process. Mm -hmm. If I didn't time block it, any interruption, anything's going to happen, and guess what? I'm not going to do it. Yeah, and I think you're right that a lot of people, that's a distinction many people have not made. They will try to keep other things out, and yet they haven't thought through from the multitude of projects that they could choose from which one is going to move forward. And I think also, even if somebody has said what they want to work on, let's say writing, a lot of people have writing they need to do, but if all you've done is block in, well, from 8 to 10, I'm going to write. Write what (laughs) are you going to be writing? I mean, are you writing your blog post? Are you editing a piece that you've already written? Are you working on a proposal for a conference um, that you want to be a presenter for? So people need, it's fine to do big picture sort of thing and say, you know, every morning I write from seven to nine, but then when you're doing your weekly planning, you better start being specific about what actually you're going to write. Many people will block big periods of time for planning. Okay, that's pretty broad. And so what do you mean by planning? And I think that so many people who have other folks who work for them don't realize it takes time to manage everybody. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so when is that going to happen? And then email. 
uh, people still, as many years now as we've had email, they think that's going to fit in in various and sundry places, and of course it does not. So we need to be specific about what's going to be happening. This is Sherry Hill. You're listening to The Sherry Hill Show with guest Megan McIntosh. Emphasis on Excellence, Inc. Social media. Because, oh, brother. Yeah. Well, because there's another time, you know, if, if uh, I went to a big LinkedIn conference and they're like, you, if you spent 20 minutes every day on LinkedIn, okay, well, 20 times five is, I don't know, what's the math? An hour, couple hours, right? Well, that's just LinkedIn. What about Facebook? What about your blog? What about upgrading? What, you know, so when we add all that mm-hmm. in, oh, you've got trouble. And and what happens when people have not specifically, and so let's just stay with the social media, it's great if you want to designate, all right, I'm going to work um, a total of three hours a week on social media, and I'm going to do half of it on Tuesday and half of it on Friday. And then being specific about I want to do this on Twitter, this on LinkedIn, or, or however you decide that's going to be, versus people who think, well, I'm just going to check in on LinkedIn, or I'm going to check in on Facebook, or let's see what's trending right now on Twitter, or, ooh, somebody wants me to look at their pin on Pinterest. And then all of a sudden, an hour and 23 minutes go by, and we have no idea what happened. So I think that in a lot of cases, if you know you've got something that sucks you in like that, and it is very seductive, social media is very seductive, we've got to also set a timer even when we get on it, because that way, after 20 minutes, it tells you your time is up, and you think, oh, you're kidding me. I I didn't even realize that. And I didn't do what I wanted to do. Yes. I got all caught up in all this other stuff. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. So I think we've got to be have very specific bite-sized tasks that we have delineated on our various projects. So when it's in our calendar, we're going to be doing something, we go to that list and that's what we work from well also you know we're talking about calendar when you think of all the networking organizations and breakfasts and lunches and all i mean when you look at your calendar in a 30-day period and you realize that you're out you know two days a week for these two-hour lunch meetings because you're going to rotary or you're going to toastmasters or you're going to some you know bni or whatever and then you start to add all that and i know that's how you work with people on the coaching side because we we have to start with what does your schedule look like now exactly and it is similar to when i said when people actually start to empty their head when people truly fill out their calendar, which is one of the things I highly recommend. I don't care if it's this quarter, but from now on, you've got to know everything you have committed to. And when you are blocking things in, you know, this appointment, that appointment, uh, that meeting, this conference, all of that, then you realize, wow, that looks a little over full. And we also need to remember that we've got to build in the time it takes to get from one place to another. So if you have Rotary and it starts at 1130, unless Rotary is held in your office, um, <laughs> you're going to have to plan some some travel time. When do our errands happen? Um, if you're taking your child to soccer and then you, you, they want to stop for pizza on the way home, we've got to leave, and you know, and I call it pockets, we've got to leave adequate pockets 
because everything takes longer than we think, and there is the the time between one event and another event, and that is what throws people way off because right. they haven't thought about that. Well, and then they're constantly running late or they're unprepared or all of a sudden – you used to call it uh, margins. Is that what you called it? Margins, Yeah, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I started thinking about it as pockets after some things that were on TV mm-hmm. about football, and I started thinking about it in a different, in a different way. And, and I think that just because we recently had Pi Day on the 14th of March in 2015 – Here's a great tip for people. When you are looking at your to-do list and you're trying to figure out when you're going to be working on things, estimate how long you think something's going to take. If you think, oh, I bet that's going to take me about an hour, multiply it by pi. P-I. P-I. Not P-I-E. Right. (laughs) Multiply it by pi, and you may be closer to how long it's actually going to take. So when you think, oh, I bet it will take us eight hours to revise this page of our website, Mm, maybe closer to 24 hours. And if people say, oh, for heaven's sakes, it's not going to take that long. If it doesn't, happy days. And I'm not worried that people are just going to wander around loose. You'll have something else to do. But it, uh, it puts that pocket, that buffer, that margin in there, and it helps us to be more realistic. Yes. Great conversation I'm having with Megan McIntosh who is the founder of Emphasis on Excellence, and very quickly again, your website. Megan.com, M-E-G-G-I-N.com. Awesome. We'll be right back. This is Megan McIntosh from Emphasis on Excellence. You are listening to The Sherry Hill Show. Sherry Hill is important to me because she gets my minutes done. Sherry Hill is all about excellence. Why should you do business with Sage International Incorporated instead of filing a corporation or LLC on your own? Or worse, using one of those $99 plus state fee sites? Well, first, you actually get to talk with someone who is going to work directly with you to develop a business strategy that is tailored specifically to the business you want to start. Second, unless you know what questions to ask, how do you know if the entity you choose will actually do everything you think it should? like protect your assets and significantly reduce your taxes. For over 20 years, Sage International Incorporated has helped thousands of business owners put the proper foundation under their dream. If you want to get started on the right business track, schedule your free 30-minute consultation today. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779. Or visit sageintl.com. Welcome back to The Sherry Hill Show, doing everything possible to spark and fuel your entrepreneurial dreams. Now, here's your host, Sherry Hill. A few years ago, I had the opportunity to hear an eloquent lecturer speak to the issue of being in a hurry. During the question and answer period, a harried and nervous-looking audience member asked a question about the speaker's schedule. My gosh, you're busy! You've given lectures in over 50 cities during the last two months. That's almost a city a day. You're crisscrossing the country. How do you do it? Aren't you exhausted? Your schedule would drive me crazy. There was a sense of panic in the questioner's voice. Clearly, this schedule would drive him crazy. In a sincere voice that calmed the entire audience, the speaker responded very quietly. I simply do one thing at a time. 
rather than looking at my schedule and freaking out that I'll be in New York tomorrow and Cleveland the day after, I simply do what is before me. I wake up. I eat breakfast. I speak to audiences. I get into taxis, which take me to airports, and so on. One thing after another, after another, after another. His calm demeanor convinced the audience that life is really nothing more than a series of present moments, one right after another, to be experienced. Megan McIntosh, Ph.D., known as the Ph.D. of Productivity, is a former teacher, university professor, and director of her university's Excellence in Teaching program. She is currently, and happily, the president of Emphasis on Excellence, Inc., based in Reno, Nevada. Welcome, Megan. Glad to be here. So this whole show we've been talking about, obviously, how to be more present in the moment, how to really handle all this stuff jumbling around in our head. But let's let's move into, you know, there's, there's a real clear uh, emphasis here. So once we're looking at our whole calendar and we realize how much we've packed into it, because now consciously we recognize it, you want to talk to me a little bit about, well, how do we start to just let go or mm-hmm. get rid of? Mm-hmm. And I think it's, you know, all the way today we've talked about needing to stop and pause. And I think it's the it's the reevaluation of what we have going on and what is serving us at this time and what isn't. And what it means is that sometimes we let go of things that actually are very successful. And this is true whether it's for businesses, whether it's for um, academics, whether it's for people who work in government. We can't do everything. So we've got to be selective about it. And instead of just doing whatever's kind of screaming at us is to think, you know, I'm going to have to let this go only because this other idea is now taking precedence. The way that you determine the precedence, I think, is is very individual. Sometimes um, business owners might let something go that actually has been um, very profitable because they have an idea for something that they believe is going to be more profitable. In other cases, it's around the energy. You let go of something that you think, you know, I'm just not, not feeling the love anymore. And I would rather work on the things that just energize me no end. So that's those are just two ways that people can make uh, make the decisions. But you've got to be letting something go so that you can add something else in. I think that in very similar to uh, physical clutter and and really any other aspects of our lives, when we let something go, we make room for something else. Right. And I think with our, when our calendars are so packed. The universe knows, wow, that person doesn't have room for this other really cool thing, so I I think I'll just go give it to someone else. And people may think, oh, that sounds like mumbo-jumbo. I've seen it way too many times. So clear some space, even if you don't know for sure what's going to go in there. Right, because again, if you're not open to opportunity, opportunity, it can't show up. No. (laughs) <laughs> It'll go show up for somebody else. Exactly. And yeah. so, you know, and and really a lot of what you help people understand. Let, let's talk about it because you are a, a coach and you work with a lot of people and how valuable you, with your own coaches, 
and you being a coach what what do you want to talk about well i don't know at i don't know how anybody functions without a coach and i feel very strongly about that because it causes me and and it causes the people i work with having a coach gives you a place to be accountable you've got somebody that's going to check on you you've got somebody that's going to push back the way that maybe a friend wouldn't a friend might say oh you're awesome this is great anything you choose to do is going to be good a coach has no vested interest that other than to support you to to move forward on whatever your goals are so they'll ask questions i tell my clients now be prepared i sometimes ask questions that seem rather impertinent and I said, so I just want to brace you. So it's not meant to be rude. It's just a straightforward kind of question. So I think that there are times, for example, when I'm preparing for a meeting with one of my coaches and we meet by phone, when I'm preparing for a meeting, it's causing me to to think back, gosh, this is what I was thinking about this time last week. Have I done anything about it? Or this is still a trouble spot. Um, I need to bring it back up. My husband, of course, always says, I don't know why you need to pay a coach. I'd be happy to give you all the advice you need. <laughs> yes, yes, I, I know and, that. And, and he does anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Still. <laughs> yeah. I said, well, I, I, need, I need some other kind of but help. But let's talk about it because you keep saying coaches. I do. I have more than one. Yes, because, again, and I think this is where people need to open their mind a little bit. Some are going to help you on different areas in your life, business, personal. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, like for you, you really help people get clear, clear the clutter, chaos, recognizing all of that. Mm -hmm. And then at some point, your goal is you hope they outgrow you. Right? <laughs> right. Right. I mean, and I think that's the thing is I've had other coaches. I mean, I hired my first coach probably 14, 13 or 14 years ago. She's not still my coach. And I've had other coaches. Sometimes people might have a coach only for one month. Um, so you can hire a coach on one thing for one month. And you, we look at this at the sports metaphor, of course. Sometimes people hire a swing coach. That's They only need help. They've got some problem with their baseball bat swing. They have another coach that helps them with something else. So I think it's the same area. And that's why sometimes when I have a conversation with somebody who thinks they would like to hire me as a coach, I say, you know, actually, that's not – that isn't the area where I think I could be most helpful to you. Let me tell you somebody else who does coach that way. Mm -hmm. This is Sherry Hill. You're listening to The Sherry Hill Show with guest Megan McIntosh, who is the Ph.D. of productivity. And I encourage everyone, go out and look at your website, M-E-G-G-I-N.com, and that will lead you into this fabulous world of Megan who does all kinds of cool workshops and programs and great things to help keep you on track. So as we're talking about coaching, because, you know, it's I've never had a coach, but I have spent years interviewing and talking to people like you. So I learn every single week and I cherry pick awesome things out of everyone. So I look at my whole network of fabulous friends as mentors. You know, there are people who are specially trained. I mean, this is their whole area and they know how to look for patterns. They know how to get to know somebody well enough to be able to give them the kind of either feedback or strategies or ask the right kinds of questions. I think that's why it's important that there always be a match. So many people who I work with are 
highly educated and what generally happens is people think, how come I can't figure this out myself? And that's exactly why I first hired a coach. I was still a professor at that time. And I thought, I just can't figure this out. I wonder if somebody else could help me because my friends had had it as far as talking about this. And I somehow needed a different kind of help and perspective to, to bring me to a place where I could make a decision. It's not that we don't have a whole team of advisors. So we have a lot of people with expertise and knowledge. And this is just, to me, another part of my overall team. It doesn't replace my friends. It doesn't replace my husband. It doesn't replace um, my CPA. It doesn't replace you. It doesn't replace all these other folks. It's just a different voice. Right. You could hire a coach for 30 days. And by the end of that 30 days, there's the result. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be six months or a year later or never. Right. (laughs) Right. It depends. I mean, my coach that I've had now the longest, and it's been a little over four years, when I first hired her, I intended to hire her for six months. As long as I'm still getting value, because I'm not a person to throw money away, Mm -hmm. I'll tell you. If As long as I'm getting value week in and week out, month in and month out, I've continued to keep her. And But if it ever reaches a point where I think, no, not not so much, then I would I would look for someone else. So I think I'm a major learner as well. I read many, many books. I'm listening to teleseminars and informative radio shows like this all the time. I go to great sessions and hear people, and yet it's still different. Right, because it's not drilled down, zeroed in on you and what exactly uh, where you need help mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. That's all good stuff. Yeah. But it doesn't really, like you, you're laser. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be happy to see my desk. <laughs> I noticed it. Oh, gosh. <laughs> anyway. Well, f- a final thought. Um, I would, in, in kind of like what you were saying uh, as the person who said, the only way I can handle all the things I have going on is to do whatever is in front of me. I think that from the different ideas that we've shared today, People can take a look at, all right, you know, I can't do all of those just now. That's fine. Just pick one of the ideas and work on that, play with that, see what you can do. And remember, you've got to have strategies and solutions that work for you. It's great to take somebody else's recommendation, give it a test drive. If it works, keep it. If it doesn't, then ask somebody else or go back to something that used to work better for you. Right. And go visit Megan and her website because you just have a wealth of information and a lot of stuff that you just share with us doesn't cost anything. Great, great tips. And so I encourage everyone to go out to com, which is the entry into this woman's phenomenal brain. All right, that ends our show. Can oh my you gosh. believe it? Very fast. Awesome. Very fast. Well, I'm so glad you were here and always love connecting with you. So thank you. Thank you very much. The Sherry Hill Show values the role we play in supporting the economic engine driving this country. Small business, the backbone of America. Send her a message on Facebook.com slash Sherry Hill Show and tune in next week, same time, same station for The Sherry Hill Show. This is Peter Padilla, your host on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Are you looking for great values on a real estate or mortgage transaction? Listen to our show, Nevada Real Estate Radio. Deal with professionals that you know, like, and trust. Sunday afternoons at 4 p.m.
KLAV 1230 AM, the talk of Las Vegas.